Word. Welcome to another episode. This is uh, episode 32 of Beat People Podcast. We got my man uh, St. Joe in the place. What's up, man? What up? What up? What's going on, man? Chilling, chilling. Chilling? Yeah, it man. is what it is. Yeah, so um, I won't even mention all the trials and tribulations we had <laughs> because I had that weird app on my computer just trying to get this simple live broadcast going. So right. there's a couple people that's been waiting. Sorry it took a while, but uh, yeah, here we go. And we got a, a small panel. Ken uh, did stop through for a little bit, um, but he had to be out. He's out, obligated doing family stuff. And Stoney, we talked to her earlier today. Uh, yeah. She's got some some uh like tutoring sessions mentoring sessions right yeah yeah but uh let's jump on in man what you been into yo what, what's, what's new with you man you know what's new with me man you see it over here man it's x it's npc man wow. uh I borrowed, I borrowed that live uh from rod from my boy rod uh when i came back from nam and uh probably that next week akai sent over the x for me to check out man and i just been on that joint that joint dope, man. So I just been rocking with that all types of different types of ways, man. Word. So that's what's up. Uh hold on. Let me let me do this. This pop chat. So sounds like you really digging that X, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, as long as you know me, man, you know the workflow that I've always been looking for is just being able to quickly capture audio. Um, right, right. Because you're just, not necessarily a MIDI dude. Yeah. So just keep it moving, man. And um I like the way they implemented audio tracks in that joint. And mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's just the fact that that joint is, I can just work on it. I don't have to deal with software and the computer and nothing that, none of that. So I just, right now I just got all my hardware running into that. And, uh, you know, I just capture it as audio tracks, man. Joint stove, Are you man. doing, you doing, uh, you're not even rocking it in the, in the, uh, uh, and controller mode though right nah, all, all yeah. Huh? yeah i did i did controller mode once just to see how it worked um and the main reason i think you know controller mode would be useful for me is if i wanted to pull in some plugins or mm -hmm. if i wanted more audio tracks more than eight um mm -hmm. but a lot of the times man uh with the stuff you can do standalone with the audio tracks and the samples and all the different stuff like eight audio tracks is is enough Mm -hmm, a lot typically. of times, a lot of times for me, um, mm -hmm. you think about, I mean, Katz was doing albums on four tracks, you know what right. I'm saying? So it's like classic albums. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, for me, it's like, usually if it's, if it's audio, like I don't need audio tracks for my drums and some of the other samples or anything that I'm using that, that will be on the NPC. But if I'm bringing in like, you know, some synths or some percussion or different stuff like that, then, you know, I could throw those on an audio track, man. And I haven't got to a point where i ran out of audio tracks and standalone yet just for the way that i like to work so it's like mm -hmm. i've been able to do everything i wanted to do and then like i said all the drums and all the sample editing also it's the it's the sample editing so not just being able to uh capture audio in a way that that i like to work but mm -hmm. the way that you can edit the audio you know what i'm saying like it has proper audio editing so you can just pull it up and edit your audio and do what you need to do so um, yeah man i mean I, I honestly i didn't expect I didn't expect it to fit my workflow as much as you know what I'm saying as it is. And you know, because you've been on the X mm -hmm. and you've been on the was on the room and all that stuff. And I've had the I've had the studio and the touch and all that stuff. And I was like, ah, it just ain't quite where I need it, man. But once I messed with the live and then got that X, man, I was like, yo, I was a believer. It's definitely I got a whole list of stuff in Evernote that I think needs to be improved and changed and stuff like that. It's definitely not perfect, but mm -hmm. for my workflow, it fits it more than anything at this point. 
which is crazy to think. You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely yeah, I, wasn't. I think that's the last thing any of us would have thought, especially. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he here's the the interesting thing. You talk about the um, um, the editing capabilities and that kind of stuff. I dig the idea. You got those audio tracks, and it's easy to go and flip that into a sample if you want to, or yep. whatever it is that you that you want to do. Um, you find the screen and the the audio editing and all that with the with the touch screen. You find that to be better, or bro. Better I can't. Of, yeah, it's uh. The screen because I had the touch before and I did not like the, the responsiveness of that screen. Like that screen to me was just not it wasn't good. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. For those of us that are used to the touch screen on our phones or iPads and stuff like that, it's like the touch, the NPC touch screen wasn't as responsive, but the one on the X and the live, it feels just like you working on an iPad. So it's like, um, yeah. I don't I don't know how I could go back to something that's not touch based screen at this point you know what i'm saying because it's like man i had that and then for the longest i had the montage sitting right next to it so it's like man it was it was just all touch everything you know what i'm saying and it's like man if you got to go back to something where it's not i find myself trying to touch just screens that aren't even touch enabled you know what i'm saying so nah, i think the screen and the layout the whole navigation is dope and one thing that i did notice um because you know i've been a huge person like man i really felt like I wasn't a huge fan of the NPC software, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, just the layout and, and a lot of the different stuff that's going on. But I have noticed that the more time I spend on the hardware, the software just makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Even though I don't use the software, like even when I open it, like when I open it to export expansions or whatever, it's like, okay, it, it all makes sense because I'm so used to being focused on the hardware screen and all the navigation and stuff so what i found that interesting that's something i didn't expect as well i gotta say i i think before i got on the beta team um and i saw the software and i was on the beta team before I, obviously i had the before i had the hardware and i went to nam and that's where i saw it for the first time and shortly thereafter i got an x did a lot of yeah. testing with the euro rack and all that i gotta honestly say man it was a little the the the, the software coming from the ren even coming from 5000 it's it was a little overwhelming at first mm -hmm. um i don't know looking at the screen on the on the hardware to me was like what is this because yeah. I, <laughs> you know what i'm saying i knew what the software was like and and it took me a minute to make the correlation between things and i mean you know after a while you look oh but well it makes sense uh the icons are the same and you can kind of navigate and get through but yeah you know, it, it's like it was kind of I don't know off putting at first, but so yeah, it'll take yeah, a but you came, but you was you was used to the five thousand in the ren, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Uh, yeah. which was a totally different look. Yeah. And you know, I I didn't really get I didn't get into the ren. I had the studio and I had the touch, but I re really didn't get into them like that. And I really wasn't familiar with the software at all. Mm -hmm. You know, I you know, I had been watching the development of it since before it first came out, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't really use it like that. So for mm -hmm. me spending time just focused on the hardware um and the navigation there and where everything is and like all that made sense once you open up the software it's like okay this is this this is this yeah you know what i'm saying whereas before i would open the software and be like man i don't know what's going on they got screens all over you <laughs> say they got all these mixers all over the place and but it's like now being limited to just focusing on the hardware and using those parameters it's like all of it makes sense because now i know you know what mixer is what which screen is what yeah, um, yeah. which again is something that i wasn't honestly like 
you know, I wasn't expecting. Y'all know, you know how I am, man. It's like I always mm-hmm. felt like workflow is the hugest thing to me. You know what I'm saying? And whatever gives me the workflow I'm looking for, that's what I'm going to rock with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wasn't expecting the NPC to do that. I, I thought it was dope. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's, that's a dope that's a dope piece. It looked good. Um, but I was mm-hmm. still cautious. Like, I don't know if it's really going to fit the workflow that I'm looking for. But uh, the way those audio tracks work, man, and the way you can, you know, just navigate everything and the samples and the, the touch screen and the zooming in on your samples and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff, man. It just, I don't know, man, it just fits. And I, like I said, I use it in, I use it in controller mode probably once so far. And it really worked the same, honestly, like mm-hmm. it really felt the same. It was just like, okay, now I can see all my hard drives, you know what I'm saying? in my computer, or now I can see my plugins, or now yeah, I know I'm not limited by audio tracks, but it's like, until they get to a place where they can, where I can see the plugin on the, on the, controller screen like if they made it where if i'm using the plugin i could pop it up and edit the plugin from there mm-hmm. then that would be more useful for me but it's like using it in controller mode if i use a plugin you know if yeah. i want to get to the presets yeah you got to go back to the computer and that's not what i'm looking for you know what i'm saying yeah. so it was like yeah it, it's cool so really i mean when it comes like to plugins and stuff like that i'm i mainly relegate that to apps on the ipad you know what i'm saying if i want to use i like that workflow you're doing right there too though like that, um Cause it still keeps it hardware standalone. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause yeah. I gotta say me personally, I probably am direct opposite. I use it you in are. controller mode. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. and most people would probably be surprised at that. But like just as much as that MPCX is a, a hybrid, I'm, I must be a hybrid type of dude because yeah. I like to blend all of that together yeah. like all my hardware stuff along with all of my software stuff uh, but the main thing for you the main thing yeah. for you software is is your uad plugins though yep that's it like you ain't really using like plug-in instruments per se. Really. it's mainly your effects so if yep. if there was a situation where you could use all those plugins mm-hmm. you know in like a standalone box type of situation yep you're saying you probably wouldn't be even dealing with the the software side yeah, I know. I know for you, that's a huge thing being able to color your stuff with the plugins and yes, you know use all your plugins and reverbs and the slate stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that that's a huge thing because I love digging in and dabbling with that stuff, man. So yeah. as long as I can do that, that that makes me happy. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah. Saying? So yeah, no, I definitely kind of have like a best of both worlds type of thing. Yeah, Masada, you know it. Apollo UAD all day long. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. You, know, you you said something though, Joe. You said when you was using the touch, um, because I want to mention that there's a lot of people that probably use the touch that probably don't think eh, there's no real reason to go to it, or there may be some people that use the touch and didn't like it and think I'm not even about to spend all that money on a live or X. Uh, because I didn't like the touch, but the touch is a different experience. It's altogether. a different beast, man. It's a different beast. Um, man, it's like night and day, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I had the touch for a while, man. And I was just like, I can't, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, cause I like, man, touch screen, that would be dope. But I was just like, it's just not as responsive as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's as responsive as I was used to from touch screens. Like I said, on the phone and the iPad and stuff like that. But um, that was the first thing I noticed about even when we saw the X in the live last last year at NAMM. I was like, mm-hmm. that was the first thing I said. I was like, yo, I, I, was right there, which I remember like, when yo. you said that, like, uh, like you, that's a you, totally you, different. Yeah, that I remember you like you turn around. You was like, yo, that thing is responsive. Yeah, <laughs> like, it yeah. is nothing like like what it is on the touch. So just for all you cats out there that got the touch or may have experienced the touch and 
maybe didn't think much of it or or kind of judge the X and live based on your experience with the touch, that ain't the thing to do because no. it's not the same. That, yeah. that, that touch screen experience is a whole different thing. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely um which is what you expect from a company. Like if they try something and it wasn't quite where they wanted to go, they kind of take the feedback and and kind of put that into the next iteration of it. And they did that, man. Like I said, to my to my surprise, like Akai uh, stepped it up, you know, from what they did for like, you know, even and even the touch. Even the touch for what it was, it was still it was still moving technology forward, you know, what I'm saying it's just like, you know, I'm I'm super picky when it comes to the workflow. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, this is cool. And yeah, that's a dope idea, but it needs to be more responsive. Well, that's what they did. They made it more mm -hmm. responsive. Like it feels just like I'm using a phone or my iPad. I'm like, okay, now you know, I can it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like uh, like when electric or hybrid cars first came out the first couple of years like yeah. they weren't known for being able to get much speed the you know you would have to charge them more often <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? yeah 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 they wouldn't hold long charge and and then they got improved and as yeah. time went on you know you start to see all the, all those improvements and stuff um, yeah i've seen uh somebody asked about if the pads were different on the live i'm assuming they mean compared to uh, uh compared to the touch okay. maybe compared to the touch because i know the the pads on the live and the x to me felt better than the pads on the touch the pads on the touch weren't bad though mm -hmm. um but i i do feel like there was a bit more responsiveness and there's a bit more control on the live like even in standalone you can go in and control your response curve on the pads and everything That's so cute. um i'm spoiled I'm, when it comes to that stuff yeah yeah so, so look, <laughs> i'm gonna tell you I've been known for uh, changing the pads on all my NPCs, the Ren, the 5000, everything. Mm -hmm. I'll change the pads, one, because I kind of like thicker pads, and, and two, I kind of like the, res the better responsiveness and something like that. But the X, and I'm going to tell you, i got an early prototype X, which is now right. about to be changed. But even on that, the pads was right. And I could tell right off the bat, I'll never change these pads. Yeah. <laughs> like there's right. no need for me to change those pads. It's now. almost like they did. It's almost like they it's almost like they did what people would normally do when they would customize their pads. It's almost like yeah. they put the they customize them joints already. Because mm -hmm. them joints are mm -hmm. like they're like fatter. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? If you look, if, like if you compare them to the Ren or the studio or the touch, like them joints are yeah, significantly fatter yep. than than those other ones and so it's like maybe they looked at that and seen what people were doing and it was like hey we're just gonna make our pads fatter you know what i'm saying uh, oh yeah so so Chaz b the the pads are the same as far as i know on the okay. live and the x uh but they are different and they you know what honestly they may even i don't know i don't know if they're the same on the on the touch but that's not what you're asking but on the on the x and the live i think they're the same and what we're saying is i think that the pad the pads were improved from touch to the yeah. next you know mm -hmm. live and x mm -hmm. um but let, let me let me let me switch it up just a bit but we talk about pad sensitivity <laughs> <laughs> so uh if 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 y'all in the chat and y'all that might be watching have been paying attention i've been uh digging in on this electron analog rhythm mk2 Right. So um, I like it. I like it a lot. Like, OK, so it's a it's an eight voice analog drum machine. They call it an analog drum computer. 
and sampler. So the MK1 didn't have a sampler. The MK2 does have a sampler. Now the MK1, the pads on the MK1, you can see it right over my shoulder right there, are as big as my fingertip. <laughs> like straight up. Yeah. Let me see if I can grab it. Somebody said any MV users. That was one of the first things I told Corey when I started using the X in the live was that it reminded me of what the MV could have been now. You know yeah, had it matured. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was the first thing I said because I was a huge fan of the MV, but it's like the MV was so slow with saving and loading. You know what I'm saying? Whereas the, the new NPCs are super fast. And when you save and load, you don't have to be waiting forever. Um, plus it has those audio tracks in there. So um the only thing they missing compared to the MV is like an internal synth and you know, some stuff like that. I but I'd love to see that too. You yeah. know what? I gotta say, if if I had a couple of things that I would love to see on the x is an internal synth and an arp um yeah. because the 5000 i know a lot of people you know have a lot of disparaging things to to say about the 5000 and probably rightfully so but i've rocked with it for years yeah and I, I really used the synth and i really used that arp mm -hmm. um like crazy so it's a sample of digital and the drums analog yeah so <clears throat> yeah masada on the uh um yeah, what up, Accurate Beats? Yeah, so Masada, the sampler is digital and the drums are analog. So it's a it's eight voice analog. Uh, but yeah. what the reason I transitioned to that is because of the pads. Um, <laughs> right. So these are the pads. You see how like the joint, those are small pads, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they they tough, like meaty and tough, not the kind of responsive pads. So the ones on the um See if I could just. I got all this stuff sitting up here. So these are the pads on the other one. Obviously, they're bigger, uh, but the responsiveness, like in comparison, I know some people would probably be like, no, you can't really compare that to the MPC. And I wouldn't typically, but if you're used to the responsiveness and the pad sensitivity and the, the ability to adjust the sensitivity on the MPC, if that's what you're used to, you ain't gonna get that out of the out of the rhythm. Yeah. Nah, yeah, <laughs> I know that's when I when I seen your videos, like I and I told you, like when I seen your videos, like bruh, it looked like you gotta hit them pads extra hard, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, to get them to trigger. I'm like, hopefully they can adjust that in a firmware situation where they can make it more sensitive. I don't know. Uh um, be nice. Yeah, I'm hoping I've asked that yeah. they had that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, and I and I'm not a part of anything like that. I just know some of the dudes over there, but um if, right. they, if they could add that, that would be dope. Because, uh, uh, yeah, but, you do have to kind of bang them joints. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I will say, man, around. I will say, like, I do like the idea of having a standalone drum synth because it, it has all those engines in it where you can just yeah. create your own drum sounds. Like, I really like the idea of that. And so I could see, like, somebody like me who may not be so much into the the menu system and the sequencing side of it, yeah. using it, using it next to something like the MPC just to build sounds and sap them, sample them in um, and just have your own custom drum sounds. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, I, keep, I keep thinking about, you know, exploring it in that realm because I don't think 
that's the only drum machine they have, right? Like the Digitac mm-hmm. doesn't have those engines in it, does it? Nope, it's not. See, that's that's the misconception. Yeah. Uh, Masada, I find out what the bit depth and the sample rate stuff is for you. I don't know right off, but I can find out. Uh, I have to look it up. But uh, yeah, so I, I be telling people the Digitac is, they call it a drum machine. Well, what do they call it? It's a eight voice digital drum computer and sampler. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I say that because it um when you when you turn it on it loads eight drum sounds in it mm-hmm. but those are not coming from a, a sound engine on the internal it's samples that are stored there and they just automatically load like if you have a project it the default project loads those eight samples to the, the first eight pads right. right but if you was to change those samples those samples will go away and you can't pull them back unless you reload them. It's not an engine, like mm-hmm. a sound engine that you can just turn up and start tweaking the sound. Yeah, um, but they don't call it a drum synth, though. Yeah, they don't call it a drum synth. They call it a digital drum computer and sampler. And in real life, it's a sampler. Yeah. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? I mean, I guess, I guess it depends on what your definition of a drum computer would be. Yeah, yeah. To, I mean, even to me, like drum computer isn't the same as a drum, a drum machine. Or you got a drum a, machine. You got it. You got a good point with that. Yeah, because so, I. Yeah, it's not like a digital drum synth. Right. Like their their other joint, um, the mon the the machine drum is mm-hmm. a digital drum machine. You know what yeah. I mean? It got yeah. voice engines in it. Yeah, that and that's that's the that's kind of the ram that. I'm interested in dabbling in because I've never really been a drum machine dude when it comes to like, you know, analog drum machines and stuff like that, you know, 808, 909, that type of stuff. Um, But I like the idea of being able to generate your own drums from a drum synth um, like they have in machine. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I would want something like that in a standalone capacity. Like I always thought it would be dope if Arturia made Spark a standalone because Spark has analog stuff, but it also has like, those physically modeled drums and stuff like that because it's like man it, you could always come up with your own drums on the spot you know what i'm saying in that way and so yeah i'm kind of i mean I, it, I the rhythm looks like something that i that's one of the main reasons why i keep considering maybe i would like to test it out maybe i would like to try it not mm-hmm. so much for the sequencing side of it and the you know all the features like that. The, that's but, the part that I think drives people crazy. To yeah, 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 inside. yeah. And I've had electron gear, man, mm-hmm. and it was like, yeah, it sounded good. Like when I had the analog four, it sounded good, but it was just like you know the there was something about the workflow for me. You know, workflow is huge, and it was like it just didn't it just didn't mesh with me. I was able to figure it out, um, mm-hmm. but it was just like, and eh, it's not really what I'm looking for. But the sounds were dope, and so I'm like, man. I could see having something like that just sitting there to generate drum sounds that I can sample into the NPC. And I, you know, I wouldn't even need to go super deep. I think that's a workflow that a lot of people may um, overlook, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because they'd be like, well, I really don't want to dig into that. You know what I'm saying? The sequencing ain't really my thing. And it's like, yo, we forget that it's a, it's an actual drum machine. There's like, uh, there's like, 10 what seven to ten yeah, just probably like kick, 12 just yeah. kicks Yo, yeah it's just, it's, yeah, it's just, just a, a handful of kicks and yeah, like six of seven right yeah. right it's, it's crazy yeah. let's see um turn that uh so source so yeah 
One, two, three, four. Hey, somebody said something about the Tempest. Yeah, the Tempest is the Tempest is definitely um definitely a little bit more my speed in terms of the way it's it sequences and stuff like that. Um I don't know if it has the flexibility with the drum engines that the rhythm has though. Um and so like I said for me, uh I would sequence on the MPC. So yeah, um no, like that's that's just <laughs> MK one and the Ren. Like yeah. I had them two joints midied up like bosom buddies, man. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really like there would be times when I would mess with the sequencer on the rhythm MK1 when I was messing with the Ren and just kind of, you know, send the, the the signal to start it. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? The transport stuff. But a lot of times I would just use it as a drum machine and, and kind of use it to come up with different sounds the same way you would use a synth. Yep. to come up with different patches i would mm -hmm. use my drum machine to do that and yeah that's certainly possible with this joint too i could right. tell you the difference in the sampling um without the technical information sitting in front of me but the difference in the sampling is that obviously it's a different machine so it makes right. you create a little different so Definitely. you sample with it and then they have you know they have their own delay reverb distortion and compressor um and all those different things and lfo and stuff that you can assign to all the different modulation points or destinations and stuff um, yeah so accurate accurate beats accurate beats said the same thing he's like what is a drum computer what does that even mean yeah, that's yeah. From, and that's what i was that's what i was getting at. i'm like you know that that doesn't necessarily mean drum synth but it could be it could it doesn't be. it doesn't necessarily yeah, mean it was per, on purpose like well that. and then if you think about how they do stuff they're always changing what their machines can you know what i'm saying what their machines can do they're always adding stuff to it so it's like we're just gonna call it a drum computer and that way we could put whatever we yeah, want in there yeah, you know i'm yeah. saying like you you kind of know what each one does you know this one's samples and sequences this one has these engines in it but that doesn't say that they can't come around later and be like ah we're gonna throw this in a digitac and we're gonna throw this in the rip you know what i'm saying it's like yeah, it's still a, for that too yeah, yeah yeah like like for instance i mean you know the rhythm mk1 well, and I mean, I guess the Digitag too. The Digitag has had mad improvements on workflow and stuff, but the MK1 was just what it was. It had like whatever eight voices had been or whatever, four or five voices. I don't even know what it was when it came out. But then one day yeah. they did an update and boom, that joint had like 13 or something voices out of nowhere. The, yeah. the impulse machine to trigger your Euro rack. And <laughs> yeah, and that's what I remember. That's what I remember, man. That's what I remember when that rhythm update came out and they added all them engines i was like yeah, yo that was the first engine. time that was the first time that i ever really actually considered using a drum machine because i was like that i could use you know what i'm saying because mm -hmm. it had not just synth engines they had like almost like natural sounding drums in there yeah. that you can generate from the synthesis in there. i'm like that for me that's what i would use you know what i'm saying yep. to come up with with ideas and you know what i'm saying just being able to to kind of explore a workflow of coming up with those sampling them into your sampler and and, and running it's like yo like you that's said huge. it's just like a synth it's just like it a is. synth just coming up with your like own sounds I mean, it gives you so much ability in that and so one of the things i was trying to show when i did the the, the first impressions video is the fact that you get all those those drum voices and synth voices so i'm saying hard, bass drum hard bass drum classic bass drum fm bass drum plastic i don't yeah. know what that is but i love it because yeah. it literally sounds kind of plastic and rubbery you yeah. know what i mean it has like a resonance over the top yeah. and i'm saying it but but that's just the beginning of it because that's just a few of those drum synth voices that's in it but then you can layer that with samples on top of that 
you know, and you can blend as much as you want, 100% to 0% on either one. And yeah, that man. is where the magic is, if you ask me. Um, yeah, that's I'll definitely that's be using this with the X. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 the interesting that's the interesting part for me, man. Like, I know somebody was in here talking about the the P locks and all that different stuff mm -hmm. and all the different trigs and bunch of craziness that you can do. And for for the people that are uh, into that, man, like mm -hmm. nobody does that like Electron. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, but I think uh, there's a lot of other people that could use electron gear that may not necessarily use all those features they may use it they may just be somebody like me who wants to come up with custom drum sounds you know quickly in a standalone situation man and it's like i don't i don't know if there's any other products out there that are doing that at this point you know what i'm saying that mm -hmm. that have those type of like i said i wish i wish arturia would have did that with the spark made it a standalone joint where you can actually go in and use that physically modeling that engine and, smart, and all that different stuff and you just come with drums real that way. smart to do something like uh, that as a spark hey yeah or a kai throw throw something like that in the in the uh npc man where you I can would love to see those things in the x or the yeah live. Mm -hmm. a drum synth and a and a mono synth you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying mm -hmm. like those things would blow my mind to have something like that in the X. I mean, it's too in the, in the rhythm, the rhythm MK2, when they give the update, when we was talking about those updates that come out, the next update for this, supposedly the next update or a subsequent update thereof, um, is going to have what they call a dual VCO synth included yeah. in it. So yeah. then what you'll have with the rhythm is you'll have a uh, eight voice analog drum machine with, you know, umpteen, uh, drum synth voices or you know, engines in there, and it's a sampler. And yeah, it's crazy. Synth. So you'll have like sampler, analog drum machine, and mono synth in one box. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's crazy. That's ill. I feel like all of them should have that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because you know, every every approach is going to be different in how it's implemented. Like, yeah. Electron, the way they do it is still not going to work the same as the way somebody like Akai would do it, or the way an Arturia would do it, or right. whoever else wanted to come out with some type of standalone joint. The way they would do it, like it's all going to be different workflows, man. So it's like, man, yeah. And that's I'm like you. I feel like they all should have those types of things. You know what I'm saying? If you're talking about kind of a self-contained unit, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it give should. us the imagine tools. That. Imagine yeah. that taking your live and being. Yeah. Able to Oh, I already have, have like, imagined that. I got, I got a list full of stuff that I imagined for them joints. I'm like, yo, this all this stuff I'm saying, I, I got it all in list, man. I got a huge list. It's tons of stuff. They they better not they better not say, hey, what do you think or what are you? And let us know how you really feel. I'm like, bro. They say, let's my see page. What you'll think about yeah, it. Like, you, like how much you like time you got? Yeah, just give, give me a, give me an hour. Let's talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah, I got yeah. some stuff, but um, yeah, I. But right now, Electron's the only one that's kind of doing that, man. And so it, every time I, I see you mess with I'm like, man, you know, the sequencing side ain't my thing. But, man, those engines in there really pique my interest a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, um, yeah. um, I'm, I'm really interested in that side of it. Yeah, I like I like combining the two, too, because I, I will say um, I am a fan. I'm kind of mystified by I, I feel like it's almost magical. Uh, P locks and mm -hmm. conditional trigs. Right. And I'm going to do a whole video that explores P locks and conditional trigs so people understand it. Because I remember when I first got my rhythm um, uh, uh, upright, he had yeah. an analog four, 
mm-hmm. right? And you know, when I got the rhythm MK1, I had it for like two months, and then I was gonna return it and realize yeah. I missed the 30 return thing. Yep. <laughs> then yep. I was Our like, room. oh, so I may as well get to know it. But the only reason is because I just didn't understand it yet. Mm-hmm. So I didn't I hadn't really developed a relationship and a liking for it. And uh uh then what I end up learning is when, when Upright was talking about learning P-locks and learn the sequence and learn the conditional tricks and all that. It was kind of like too much. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, bro, I don't, even, I don't want to learn the science. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But, but I got to say, the more I've learned about it from my MK1, the mm-hmm. more I'm like, nah, that's absolutely brilliant that it has yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. And, and, I love it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, cause and it's tough to explain right off, but I'm saying so. You, so say you got a one bar loop, just a one bar loop. You got 16 steps in that one bar, right? Uh, conditional trigs is a way that you could turn that one bar into a four eight bar sequence that doesn't repeat, right? right? You can take steps and uh, do conditional trigs and say, okay, for step. I don't know, five and 13 or five and 14 or whatever. I want it to change to a whole different sample every time it flips around. Uh, right. Or you could tell it, I want I want these steps to be silent 30% of the time. Or I want these steps to be uh, silent every fourth bar. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? You right. can do all that kind of stuff and juggle it around for every single step. Um, and it, there's some limitations in it where there's, uh, you know, there's only 12 pads here, right? Yeah, so yeah. Each 12 packs or 12 tracks. Um, right. So with the kick and the snare, if you got a, a more simple kick and snare program, you can actually take your program, your snare on the kick track right. by doing uh, conditional trigs, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can change, you could say, hey, on these two steps, I want to change it so that it fires off this sample. Right. And then that frees up your other snare track for using for something else because now your snare track is on the, the kick track. So yeah. those kind of that kind of flexibility is nuts. It's yeah, absolutely yeah, definitely. nuts. But at the same time, it's a little bit of like you can feel like sometimes you can be thinking about it too much. And if you're more it's about pro, it's programming, it's programming, it's, right? It's a computer, it's a drum that's computer. It. <laughs> that's it. It's, it's, yeah. it's programming. It's, like it, it's, it's super flexible. Like it's super deep. Mm-hmm. Um, but you gotta you gotta dig in and program it to do that. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, you know, it would be dope if they figured out a way to be able to use those trigs and locks, but more in more of a, I guess manual way so like a way to input it somehow instead of having to go in and really you know you yeah. know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah, instead mean. of having to go into each step and programming like somehow because i know you can do that with some things like if you hit a step and you turn a knob then that that's what that is it's like okay the filter is mm-hmm. is gonna act like that here it's almost mm-hmm. like step automation yeah. there's a way to do that with the sounds it's like i hit this and i go to the browser and put it on this sound well mm-hmm. then that means the sound is going to come up on this bra- on this step yeah. but not the rest of like if they made it you know a little bit more accessible and, and it like is some of it like that but it's right. still like it's not as right yeah i know some of it works right. like that but it's like yeah, you know just overall. if they continue down that road to make it yeah. you know just different ways for different workflows you know what i'm saying yeah uh, without a doubt um that that's some of the dope stuff about it uh but like we said the the pad sensitivity is going to be a real like what i one of the things i i'm concerned about is that 
I like this joint a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let people know how much I like it, but I want to be sure that cats that come from machine and NPC know that the pad sensitivity is not going to be what they used to. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not by any stretch of imagination. And I think it's something that you could get used to, but at the same time, it's some things that I think that's one you of the have to get people, used to it. Yeah. 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 Some people like, would return that for that reason. Yeah. 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 Yeah, know everything that's great about it. Like, well, that okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, and I think it comes down to how you plan on using it. Yeah, um, it plan on inputting your drums and you know sequencing in real time and stuff like that. Then that's definitely going to be an issue, more of an issue for somebody as opposed to somebody who's mainly I just want to hit this and now I know I'm sequencing it there. So it's just like basically just using the pads as a selector, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, exactly. And they may not care exactly. as much, right. you know, or somebody who's using it mainly for sound design, like, you know, a way I would approach it. Mm. I may not be somebody sitting there banging on the pads, but I may just be using it to select the sounds that I want to, the engines that I want to create. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this pad is going to be a snare. Let me hit it. And then now I can do what I need to do to create a snare. I'm just sampling that joint anyway. So it's going to be full velocity. You know what I'm saying? I can get the velocity sensitivity from whatever sampler I'm using. So that's, that's exactly. the that's kind of the way I look at it. Uh, but I would I'm I'm probably different in terms of how I would approach it than somebody like you who's mm-hmm. actually getting down, showing how you can create a whole track on that joint. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's but like you know what though? I think too, there's gonna be a certain amount of people that will have the kind of philosophy you have, and that I think that's gonna be a totally valid approach mm-hmm. for cats to say. I, I know that the sequencer is supposed to be wild crazy, but even beyond that, if the sequencer wasn't in it and it still had all the flexibility of the sound design and stuff, it exactly. would be an ill drum. Exactly. Drum. And, and that's and that's what I look at. That's what I see. That's the way I when I look at it, that's what I see. Like, yeah, all the all the you know, conditional tricks and all that stuff is cool, but mm-hmm. it's like I know myself, I know how I work. But when I see all them engines, I'm like, yo, so you mean to tell me instead of going through, you know, a bunch of these sample packs or whatever, I can just pull up this engine and I can make my own drum. Like, (laughs) Like, that's at the end of the day, like I can make and design with all these parameters, my own drum sound. And then now I got my own drum sound that nobody else got. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the thing that interests me about it um, as a drum machine. Because like I said, I've never really been a drum synth guy. But that drum machine being able to create drum sounds beyond synthesis that sound like actual because some of the stuff that you've shown me from the rhythm, I'm like, yo, that joint sound like a kick. Yeah, it don't sound like a pew. No, yeah, that <laughs> joint sound like you want it to. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, that's that's the that's the area that got me wanting to explore, you know what I'm saying? That type of workflow. Um, yeah. And that's hey, that's but- the way I would take it. Let me flip it for a second because somebody is uh, uh, asking about the iPad and I want to talk about what he says. Uh, if I have an iPad and no computer, is there a central hardware box anyone recommends, even if it's uh, getting a computer with something? I If if I have an iPad, I'm thinking he's saying if he has an iPad, is there like a central hardware box he can use to kind of use that as a musical instrument? I think I could be wrong. But anyway, let's talk about <laughs> Let's talk about how you using your iPad. Yeah, so NBCX. Yeah, uh, for me, you know, I know a lot of people use the iPad as a mobile studio with sequencing and BeatMaker three and NPC software and all this different stuff, and that's cool, and I dig that. Um, but 
nine times out of ten for me when it comes to using the iPad and my setup, I use it as a sound module. Like I try to like right now, if you see right here, it's just dedicated. It's got this the iPad and I have a little iRig mini keys dedicated to it so I can just play it like it's like it was a synth. I could play it like it was this or, you know, my roads or whatever. But it has all these different sounds on there. And that's how I use it. And basically, I'm not even using MIDI at this point. I'm just recording it into the audio tracks mm -hmm. of the MPC, just like I would record percussion or just like I would record a synth or just like I would record a roads. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I use it. Um, but there's so many different ways to use it. Uh, I also had it hooked up with the iRig Duo and tried it with MIDI. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So I tried it with MIDI, and I was using like the um, the pad perform modes on uh, the MPC to kind of play some chords and different stuff with it. So I tried it that way. Um, and then I just, after I recorded, I would just resample the audio. So I'm assuming, um, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, I had that. So I just, I literally just unplugged that this morning um because i'm like yeah this this kind of setup is is kind of more my speed but um there's a lot of options out there in terms of if you're looking for like a keyboard to use with it you got you got bluetooth keyboards out there you got cme that makes like the x key air you got a kai that makes bluetooth keyboards so you don't even have cables you can just play it um yeah you got that i'm waiting for that to come in cuz that's going to be my whole that's going to be that's probably going that's going to replace this and that's going to be my setup where the audio is coming out of there. You know what I'm saying? And the MIDI's coming out of there. And I'm going to just use it as a dedicated situation for the iPad. So that's the iRig Keys IO. That's what I'm looking forward to getting that joint in. Um, because for my workflow, you got something like that where you can get audio into the iPad. You can get audio out of it. You got MIDI. You know what I'm saying? So it really just depends on what you're trying to do in terms of a central hardware box. Like, you know, are you trying to just control the stuff that's on the iPad? Are you looking for something to sequence the iPad with? You know what I'm saying? It really depends on what you're looking for because there's so many different options and so many different ways yeah. that you can integrate it into. You got the eye, you got the eye connectivity stuff, I connect MIDI. You know what I'm saying? They got a lot of different interfaces so you can integrate your iOS stuff with your computer. And like, there's so many different ways. Yeah, that's right. They, they yeah. you have a gang of stuff. No yeah. Yeah. How big or small your setup is too. Yeah. So it really depends on what you're looking for, man. Like there's a lot of options out there. Um, it just really depends on the workflow. That's why. So when people ask me those types of questions, I always ask them what they're trying to do because what works for me may not be what you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Like the way I use it may not be what you're trying to do. So I was like, what is it that you're trying to do? You know, where are you trying to go with it? How you try? Are you just trying to use it? Cause you have some cats that all they need is they got an 88 key controller and they take their iPad with them and that's their module and they gig with it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. all they're looking for. You know what I'm saying? All they need is MIDI connectivity and they, they're off to the races. So it's like, mm -hmm. it just, it really depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. Cause you know, cats used to take, um, like when I had a band back in Chicago, man, I had a keyboard player, KP keys. That's my guy to this day. Um, but he would bring, some basic controller, it would be something that he wasn't too enthused about the sound yeah. of no more. He probably had it for 10 years already. And he had his 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 uh his controller, I mean his his um 19 inch module. It would be like a Triton module or something. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and on a real, like so your keyboards players taking their keyboards out and then they have a module that has all these sounds and they whole setup and everything right. in it. Yep. That is the way when I use the iPad, it's kind of like that. 
Yep. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's exactly that's exactly how I rock with it, man. Yeah. Um, but again, it just depends on what you're trying to do. He's looking more for sequencing, so he has an at least his IO doc. Mm-hmm. And he has a key step for keys. Yeah. So it depends on if you want to go software, if you want to go hardware. Like if you want to go hardware, there's there's stuff like the electron stuff. There's the there's the MPC stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um Korg got you know their uh Electribe and the Electribe sampler. Like there's a lot of you know standalone sequencers out there. If if mm-hmm. you know if you want to stay away from the computer and you want to mainly use um iOS, so yeah, there's so many, yo, there's some real high-end fancy sequencers out there Yeah, that, that can do just as much or more than a computer because they got mm-hmm. the power. And I mean, there's so many out there where you start getting into things like those desktop sequencers, like, um, what is that joint? The Squarp? Squarp, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Polyan, Polyan. Polyan, there's another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my 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 guy who made the the phenol. Oh that? yeah 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 yeah. I can't think of the name of their sequencer though. Yeah, I, I'm gonna find it's crazy. Uh, but I know I what you're talking it, about though. They got a that's a dope sequencer, and it's made to really take control of all those different um, different uh, things that you might have in your studio that you might want to interface with. Right, right. Phenol synth. I I can't I can't believe I can't think of. And it's actually real cool cats over there, but they yeah. have a um, they have a, a dope sequencer, and it's a standalone box in itself. So all that to say, there's a lot of options. Kilpatrick Audio is it? There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kilpatrick. And let's see what's their product. The uh, the product is Carbon. Yeah, yeah. Carbon is a dope sequencer. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. yep. Um, so yeah, you might want to look at that. Um, if you get into, oh yeah, the Circlon, that's right. Daydream. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff out there and, um, you, you can kind of interface it with not only your iPad, but you can interface it with just about anything. Dollars jamming. There's so many options out there nowadays, man. Yeah. Um, you know, it's immeasurable. It's crazy. But I'm going to tell you, Joe, you inspired me a little bit because what I've been doing with my iPad is I've been using it mostly as like using Beatmaker 3 mm-hmm. or, or like uh, like my man is asking about uh, Blacksmith. He's asking about uh, IMPC Pro 2. And yeah. we actually are supposed to have a show dedicated to it at some point. <laughs> some point soon, we're going to interview the guys who made IMPC Pro 2. Um so I'm still digging into IMPC Pro. I haven't dug in as much as I've dug into Beatmaker 3. And there's only one reason. Uh, that main reason is because I can get to my Dropbox where I got my samples at on Beatmaker 3. That's huge. Yeah, that's, that's, a, huge. that's a huge thing. And I, I, and there, you got to use something else to do that. You can't really, there's no inherent direct connectivity to something like dropbox yeah impc pro 2 they gotta add that man like yeah they gotta add it i'm thinking they will they got you heard that they would um but it's just not there yet right that's a huge thing for me man because i mean you know even with me as a sound designer i'm gonna tell you i test my kits on stuff like beatmaker 3 right you know what i'm saying like when i'm away from the crib i'll just i'll just go on, on dropbox bring down my latest packs that I'm working on, start testing it on, on Beatmaker 3. And, you know, if it'll sound good on there, I know it's rocking everywhere. Right, right. 
Yeah. And I, I mean, I dig, you know what I'm saying? I dig Beatmaker 3, um, Gadget, you know, some of the other stuff on there, Oxy, Groovebox, mm-hmm. you know, Blocks Wave. Like, I dig that side of it. But I'm going to tell you, man, once my boy let me uh, use that NPC live on the way back from Nam, I was like, this is this is this is my type of mobile, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it had pads, you know what I'm saying? It, I like the physical, you know what I'm saying? And it's like with the iPad, it's cool, um, but it's like if you want to get the physical, you got to bring a controller and you got to, yeah, you, you know, to, and it's like got the octopus going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like uh, uh, that kind of gets away from what I'm, you know, want to do. But it's like with the live, it was like okay, it's just this one joint. It fits on my lap. I could I could use it on the plane, but I have actual pads. I got actual knobs to turn. Like for me, that changed how I looked um, at the iPad. And and I, well, I guess it's, I won't say it changed because even before Beatmaker three, I was using the iPad. I always seem to come back to using the iPad as a module more so than anything else. Like I'll do some sequence and I'll get some ideas down and I'll do some stuff like that. But I'll, it always falls back to being a dedicated sound module in the lab mm-hmm. for me. Um, and so it's like. But there was always that, okay, that's what it is in the lab, but then I'm going to take it with me when I do want to do some stuff on Beatmaker or different things like that. But it's like now when you got stuff out here like the like the NPC Live, it's like I don't I don't have to use it that way. Mm-hmm. And another another dope, another dope way that I used it with the live was I used it as a sound module with the live, but everything was you wireless because you know what I'm saying the live has a battery in it, the pad, the iPad has a battery in it. So it's like now I'm sampling sounds, playing sounds from the iPad directly into the live again into the audio tracks. Um, mm-hmm. But it was like all I needed was an audio cable to go from the headphone out, you know, to the quarter inch on the, yeah. on the, and it's like that's, crazy yeah, setup. Crazy. You think about it, man. That that's like it's it's like flying cars. You understand? Yeah. Like yeah. It, and it wasn't very long ago when we was like, man, I wish we could have something like that where yep. you got a sound source and a sampler and it's all like, don't need no power. <laughs> you know, oh, OP1. Power. You Somebody know asked about mean? the OP1. Yo, the OP1 is dope. The OP1 is mm-hmm. a dope, again, another dope self-contained little unit, man. And that joint is like, it's about like, yeah, it's, it's little, really you know what I'm saying? Little. But it has you can do drums in there, you got synthesis in there, you got sampling in there. It's even like, smaller than this, right? Like it's not this long. Uh, right? It's not that long. It's little, it's a little tall, it's a little thicker, yeah, but it's not that long. Bit. Yeah, it's not that long. So yeah, definitely uh you talking about for traveling or on a plane or something like that, man. Um OP1 is definitely still a viable option. Mm-hmm. Um it has a really different again, it has its own workflow. Um, but uh, I think last night, my boy uh, Dave from uh, Tape of the Month Club, I, mm-hmm. I hijacked his for a little bit, and I was really considering getting one for a minute again because I'm I'm a hardware guy. I like actual knobs and buttons, so it's like the iPad is cool and the mm-hmm. iPad is powerful, and there's a lot of stuff you can do with the iPad on its own. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I always find myself craving that tactile feedback. I'm saying I always find myself wanting to feel a real button or turn a real knob or something like that and it's like um being able to have those port to me for something to be portable it needs to operate on a battery if it doesn't operate on a battery it's not portable it's not mobile to me Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. that's just my opinion you know what i'm saying you know that may be your opinion but i think there may be more fact in that well (laughs) you know like i think that i think that's a a really huge thing if you're gonna say this is portable 
music making something and I got to plug yeah. into something. I can't be yeah. on the bus and plug into nothing. I can't be on right. A Right. I might be able to get on a commuter train and plug into something, but you know, nine times out of ten, those spots are taken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think you know, and what I what I noticed, man, when I was talking about the NPC Live, I noticed there there could be a difference between terminology of mobile and portable, because portable could literally just mean I could take it with me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. necessarily mean I can do what I need to do work wise while I'm mobile. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, cause somebody was like, man, you know, yeah, the live is is portable but i feel like the x is portable and i was like i had to take a step back but i was like well mm-hmm. honestly like if you think about it like it is portable because he was like i'm just talking about being able to take it with me when i go to different studios or if i go to a friend's house or something like that that's portable to me i'm like that makes sense you know what i'm saying you let got cats show you let me show you though i'm gonna show you uh the bag that i use when i take my x and i don't take yeah. my x places many times but i do have a bag that it'll fit in um other stuff may fit like the Ren fit in this bag a little better, but that the lip of that screen shooting over the top of the uh of the X yeah. makes it a little bit awkward. Um and I'm sure there'll be some other bags on it. Yeah. Me, I thought the live was uh somebody said the fifteen hundred. I thought the live was twelve, like twelve ninety nine, eleven ninety nine. Yeah, I think it's more like twelve ninety nine. Um I comparing the OP one to the live, uh those are two very vastly different yeah that's a that's a huge difference between those two man um i would not compare those at all uh, i feel like uh the live is just a there's a lot more you can do in a more i'll say a more traditional way on the live you know you got a lot way more tracks you got more of a traditional sequencer because on the op1 um when you're sequencing you have like a it's pretty much you have like a tape machine so you record it's almost like you're recording the tape on there um Oh, somebody oh, said yeah, that. On the OB1, it's like a tape. It's like a four-track tape machine. Yeah, yeah. So it's de- definitely different. Um, but it's still a it's still a cool little box, man. It's just not something I would compare to something like a like an NPC live. Nah, uh, I'd never do that. I don't think I would do verses. Yeah, or something like that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh, but I would say that they're good complements to one yeah. another. Yeah. Yo, y'all got some good deals. Cat said somebody said they got an open box for eight fifty on the live. Somebody else said they got one for nine eighty nine. Yo, those just those are good deals, man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a beast. That's a beast of a deal, man. Um, oh, we got flux. So, okay, here's the the X, and here's my bag. Yeah. Right. It's a it's a DJ bag. This joint fits right down in there. Yeah. So for for some people. You know, they would say that's portable, not mobile. You know what I'm saying? It's not something that you're going to be able to pull out when you on a train or out anywhere because it doesn't have a battery, but it's definitely portable. You can put it in a bag and go. So, um, you know, I just I just, I try to be cautious or, or try to be mindful of using the words um, for different situations because I know some people use them differently. So I guess I'll say for me, a mobile production tool needs to have a battery in it you know what i'm saying if it's something that i can actually use while i'm on the go it needs to have a battery for me i don't want to have to worry about plugging in so um yeah that makes total sense so you see this but you know usually this flap hits at the bottom of here but because of the way the screen sticks up but still yeah it's <laughs> in there the joint's in the, in the bag yep that's it 
So which bag is this? This bag actually is by Mono Creators, for those that want to know. Is it Mono Creators? name is Mono, right? I think it's just Mono. Yeah, I think it was originally Mono Creators, or maybe they just called, I don't know. Mono Creators used that to be something. Mono. Yeah, but I think oh, the name now. Mono, Mono Creators was kind of like people who use. Right. Like Mono a thing. Yeah, yeah, like their like their movement. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Mono is the bag. And I can't see on here which, oh, no, I don't know which one is this, but this is the biggest one. I think it's called a controller bag, XL controller bag. So just in case anybody wanted something like this to take the X out, this will work. It's padded and it's <laughs> for musical. Yo, somebody said that's the first NBC X bagging video on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Word up. Yeah, Throw it man. in the bag. I mean, portable is like portable in this day and age is such a strange beast because it's like right, like we I mean, yeah. Flux. I remember portable. when the one thousand the one thousand came out and that was billed as you know the first like portable MPC. You know what? But I, just I also remember when the two thousand XL first came out or two thousand Classic first came out. That was billed as like sort of portable because it was uh they had an advertisement that was talking about how like you can just grab it and bring it to a studio blah 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 because yeah. you know the three thousand and the sixty and the sixty the sixty two even I mean those suckers are kind of chunky you know mm-hmm. I used to drive around with my two thousand in my car like I used to keep my two thousand XL in my car with uh with a power inverter and plug it right in my stereo like <laughs> you you wild old bro like yeah let, you're portable tell let's tell them exactly. what you were porting around the other exactly but that's what I'm trying to say though is like portable <laughs> is different for different people you yeah know? that's but what nowadays I'm saying. it's like yeah. but nowadays an iPad is yo iPad is the truth yeah. when it comes to portable beat making. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But yeah, that we, being said, it's not that tactical feedback, that that tactile feedback where a live, you know, it's like you know, it's yeah. a little bit different, man. And so a little bit we different. Talking, we actually have yeah. pins and knobs. And, and so we was talking about the difference between portable and mobile. And the reason I said that is because when I was first talking about the live, somebody was like, "Well, to me, the X is portable," and I had to take a step back and realize that you could be talking about two different things when you say portable versus mobile so it's like to me mobile means i can actually work self-contained on this unit in a mobile situation no matter where i'm at if i don't have a plug or not and that that deals with a battery whereas portable is like i could take this with me because we know flux will be flux will take the mini brute with the rack brute and to him, yeah. that's portable. Exactly. Like that's portable for him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like he so he's got the mini brute and the rack brute with with these with these modules in there. But he's like, yo, this is this is my portable setup for the day. It's like, yeah, I did that just the other day, and, yeah. and and it was ridiculous. But at the same time, it was portable. I was able to like set up and do some patching, and like I was testing out some modules. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take that with me. But yeah, for the average person, <laughs> that's going <laughs> above and beyond. You know, I'm sorry, it's so crazy, bro. I wish I had a picture to show people how yo, it looks sitting in your seat. But it's like, but just, yo, just one one note right here. I want to just let people know. In case anybody looked at this later and said, what was that? That's that mono or what? This is the mono bag. It's called the controller. It's the biggest um, uh, messenger style bag that they have. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, dope. yeah. And there's stuff yeah, is built well too, man. I love like, that stuff, yeah. man. 
I got the fly. We're not, we're not paid to say that. Like, just no. to clear no. that up real quick. I'm just letting people know, like, for real, like, I don't have any of their bags. I need, I need to get some, but when, when I go to get a new bag, it'll probably be a mono bag because their stuff yeah. is like, it's so well built. That's the yeah. one I have right there. I got the flyby, and the live actually fits in there. Um, so the live cool. fits right in the main compartment. So along part. with my laptop, my laptop was in the back part, and the live fit in the in the middle part. Um, and I may have which to look cool. at that. Yeah, that's what's yeah. up. When I carry my flyby, because I have the flyby and the controller bag, so I put my laptop in here and literally everything else in the other part, and it shows us there's two different pieces. It actually unzips. And zips back together, so it's it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's just perfectly built for that kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it can yeah. hold so much. Stuff accurate, so accurate set of a MacBook with a bunch of USB controllers is still mobile and portable. So mm -hmm. those words are meaningless. Yeah, I feel you. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. everybody, everybody is gonna look at it differently, and that's why I had to look at it differently when I was presenting it. And somebody was like, "Well." you know i would say portable is this and so i was like okay so for me when i'm talking about mobile i'm talking about something that has a battery that i can use self-contained i'm not talking about a laptop with controllers to me that's not mobile because i'm not pulling out a controller and and laptops and a bunch of wires like to me that's not mobile but i understand that for everybody that's going to be different and it's but like so I always got to ask somebody we what they're that talking same about. Conversation. We had yeah. that conversation like every three or four years we have a conversation about, oh, it's time to upgrade our, our, our laptops or whatever. You mm -hmm. know, every like between three to five years, we kind of have a conversation about it. And I always come back to like, you know, because I'm an Apple guy, like I'm a Mac guy, I should say. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hear that. We always come back yeah. to like, okay. Well, I'm not... <laughs> yeah, I finally, I finally got off that iPhone juice. Uh, yeah, but so yeah, I, dude, I, uh, but you ain't that Apple Kool Aid type of dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Kool Aid guy, but at the same time, I, I like the way that Macs work in the studio, and, mm -hmm. and I'm comfortable right. with it. And like, I have, I have a PC also, but I don't like it in the same way so it always right. comes down to well am i gonna go with an imac am i gonna go with a macbook pro or am i gonna go with you know a mac a mac pro and i always end up getting a macbook pro because right. there's a part of me that like every once in a while i just freak out and i'm like man i gotta get out of the lab i gotta go do something right. somewhere else so like yeah. i always try to have my setup have some sort of aspect of of portability to it even though it's right you know my portable might be different than other people's but it's still like i'm Definitely. able to grab just a few key pieces of gear like i can grab my macbook my audio fuse and like you know my you know a few modules or something and and like machine or something and i'm good to go like i can yeah. i can rock out completely like that you know Yo, so but Masada, if it was Masada was mentioning something mpc live needs to add bluetooth sampling from i from phone from iphone that would be yeah that dope. would be dope i would want yeah. like they would really have to work the kinks out of latency like the latency would be the key with that kind of thing well, well yeah I mean, but if thing, you're sampling all you're doing is streaming audio exactly like you so you know sampling when into it. It. Exactly. so it's like yeah. you can go in and edit it if you you know what i'm saying if it's off a little bit you know you can go yeah in and i mean cut 30, that out this is true 30 to 60 milliseconds of latency isn't going to be a problem if you're just taking audio in and then you're working with it after the fact you know what i mean like that's yeah. not you're not you're not if, if you were trying to do real-time slicing as the audio is coming in then i could see that being an issue but realistically like if you're just trying to get the which, audio in there you do have and the capability to do that so you know there'd probably be some yeah but i'm just saying like 
as far as you know just trying to get the audio in there and work with it yeah like that it cuts out an extra cable you know it'll be dope that would be super dope man Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because then it's like it's so many ways you can go with that because it's like if you on a plane and you got the you got the wi-fi popping you can pull up your dropbox and now you got your samples in dropbox and you can stream that and be a bluetooth and now you sampling that on the npc like it, it would be wow. dope if they had him saying it would be dope if they had that. So, so, so it doesn't have any kind of uh Dropbox support on there, right? No, no, they no, just, they messed around. That would be dope right there. Water and didn't like the responsiveness of the touch screen, so they chose the MK3. I'm surprised at that because the re- the screen is very responsive, yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> as far as I know, hey, but um, you know, everybody everybody has different things of what they expect. True. It's true, it's all I, I, and also, too, I gotta, I gotta say, I was. I was coming from I had used the touch before, so I knew how I felt what about the difference. The, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was like, well, this feels more like just you know using the iPad or using my I haven't even taken the plastic off of the screen yet, and it's still you know what I'm saying like you know something I'm, else I'll say too about the, the touch screen um on the MPC X was dope about that and the live, as far as I know, is it's just another way to work. You really don't necessarily need the touch screen to do all the stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> especially the- on the X. Especially on the X. Yeah. 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 Especially on the X. That's that's dope about it. I, I love that about that. Um my only my only worry about that is just the fact that because it seems like the software is so geared towards the 16 knob grid layout that when you switch over to a live, um how much does that mess with the workflow like how much does that impede the it's, workflow honestly man it's not it's not that bad because you can you can switch between the rows of four really easily with the q link and then you can also press and hold the q link on the live and it shows you all 16 so you can see yeah, but here's the thing i don't like yeah. about the live with the q links why is it sometimes responding sometimes, horizontally yeah. And then yeah. sometimes responding vertically if people don't really know what i mean like you got the four knobs the four but q-links. i think I think the reason it does that, and I didn't, I didn't, that was one of the first things I said, but then once I got the X, it's like that there. Like sometimes, depending on what screen you're in, you have 16 knobs, so you don't really pay attention. But if you have the 16 knobs, sometimes your parameters are going horizontal. Sometimes your parameters are going vertical. Like say if you're doing um, effects, then your effects are going vertical, but you have all 16 on the X, so so you don't think about it. But when you're doing like track or pad, you know volumes they go horizontal you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying but mm-hmm. you notice it when you're on the live because you only got one, one <laughs> so you only got one, one row vertical yeah. row <laughs> yeah yeah but it's like you know um i think if they would have had i think if they would have had little screens above the q links on the live i think that would have went a, a really long way as to helping people see um what they're controlling instantly um, and I think it would have been even less of an issue with having that one lane. But I mean, you get used to it. I, literally, I was yeah, like, man, this is horrible. But, you know, I got used to it. It was like, OK, it makes sense. It's like you do what you need to do. Yeah, uh, I know it's one of those things you can get used to. And actually, you probably won't even think about it much if you only have the live and you using it. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. But I think if you go in between the two, like like for instance, uh the 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 live when I went over I got Rod's house, yeah. I took my ex and he had his live there, and I was just showing him some things about the the MPC in general. 
Mm-hmm. And, and when that when he would go to the queue links and I'm sitting there with the live and I'm showing him what I got going on here. And I'm like, yeah, just scroll through your crew queue links to get it. And he's like, wait, this ain't controlling what <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden it flips. Yeah. <laughs> it does the, the, it's, yeah. It's and I'll say I'll, I'll say what I find myself doing when I was messing with the live was I really didn't use the queue links. A lot of times I since the live is so self-contained and kind of compact. I would just reach to the screen and either do it on the screen or highlight it and then use the big, the big one. Flux come came in here twice like some Max Headroom stuff. Yeah, but uh, you know, I would I would I would highlight, you know, whatever parameter, then use the big Q link knob to adjust it. So um I really didn't do a lot of scrolling through the through the Q links on the live. Uh, but I mean it is what it is. Like you can you can get you can get it done. Like so the Chaz B, let me let me let me read Chaz B's question. This is an interesting question. He said, "Can you guys explain why you would want different tracks using the same program with one sequence?" Mm. So, for me, from the MPC perspective, you have a program. The program is where all your sounds are. Uh, you could have the sequence. The 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 sequence could you know whatever sequence one, and then you go to track one, and you say, "I want to have B Boy Tech." program right <clears throat> sometimes i may want to affect uh the kick and the snare differently than i may want to affect the hi-hat so if it's a program of drums i may have track one being the kick and the snare and i may have track two being the hi-hats and on mm-hmm. the hi-hats i may uh make those swing whereas i want the the kick and the snare to be like right on the grid you know right. what i'm saying so that's just one example of something like that where yeah. you can have one program because you want to, that's just your pool of sounds. But then when you put it on different tracks, then you can go back and forth and do all kinds of different things to affect the, that track without having to make another pool of sounds to pull. Yeah. From. So the I way I like to get the mix down. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. The way I, the way I mainly use it is um, I think about the stuff that I may want to mute and solo separately so a lot of times mm-hmm. my kick and snare may be together but my hi-hats may be separate and my percussion that, may be separate because exactly. i may want to drop my percussion out my hi-hats out or i may want to drop some of effects in they may all be in the same program but i may want to have them you know at different levels and different mm-hmm. stuff like that and you can go in and, and mix the levels at the pads you but even you know mute on the program level right. but then that's going in and doing a bunch of extra stuff yeah if yeah. you're coming from a, a more simple way and even a more old school way of working with an npc yeah then it's doper to have like your kick snare hat and all your other different pads on different tracks yeah. that way you can do your mutes and solos and mm-hmm. only that instrument on that track is affected by that. Yeah, and then it's like if you go to export your track mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, like export, and you say you wanted to export stems, then now you already got your stems. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, I got my kick and snare, I got my hi hat, I got my, I got my uh, shakers, I got my effects, I got whatever, and it's all separate. So, but you could, they could be coming from the, you can have all your percussion and drums coming from the same program because the program in the NPC has so many pads. You know what I'm saying? You can have what, like 128? I think yeah, it's 120, 128. Because it's you got 128 different sounds because you got eight banks. So you can have all your samples in that one program, but then still just have, you know, separate tracks. And yeah. then when you go to export that joint, you export the stems, it'll export separately. Um, and you can do all your mutes and solos and all the different stuff. So yeah, that's that's how I kind of tend to do it. I, I kind of think spoils about, it. That I gotta yeah. say, man, I'm spoiled when I'm using something like right now, digging into the electron. 
yeah. uh, Rhythm MK2. One of its limitations is that obviously it got however many pads it has. It has 12 pads. Sign mm -hmm. stuff to it however you want to sign it. But with an MPC, for instance, with the X, with those eight banks and 128, you know, pads, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can get stupid. You can yeah. sample a song, the whole song, if you want to. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you could just just chop that boy, and it'll go across 128 pads. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 like it's crazy town from then on. Like you, right. can, you can make a million different sequences and never use the same actual chop <laughs> from the same song though. Yeah, it could be could. crazy, man. Yeah, coming from like the like an older MPC standpoint, like I said, using the um the the classic and the 2000 XL what I always got familiar with was I would do my drums like it was it was funny because back then it wasn't as um it wasn't really the same where there's all this free sharing of information going on now mm -hmm. so back then it was more compartmentalized and it was like certain groups would do their their sequencing in certain ways and then like yeah. when you would link up with a totally different group that you weren't usually around everybody would kind of uh have their own way of doing things. So like a lot of the guys that I would work with, they would do their kick on track one, their snare on track two, hi-hat track three, open mm -hmm. hi-hat track four, like that, yeah. right? And then uh, the way that I did it was back then I was doing finger drumming. It, that wasn't really as common back then. So yeah, yeah. But they would, most people didn't like doing that because all the, they didn't want kick, snare, hi-hat, all that on the same track. Yeah, yeah. what I would do is I would finger drum and then I would copy that same pattern yep. over and, and over and over again. Yeah. And yeah. then I would delete, you know yep. what I mean? And that was so that I could go back in and mix down. But a lot of yep. the other guys, they were either step programming or just, I, I personally can't even do it that way where they would just listen and just tap just a kick or just a snare and do it that mm -hmm. way. And that was never like a way that I like the way I came so. up knowing. Like, as a matter of fact, I think my guy is still in the chat. Uh, Marcus Trust Kimbrew. That that was my DJ in the '90s for the rap group that I was in. That's instantly is like one of my best friends. We met at like nine or ten or something, so we grew yeah. up together. But he taught me how to use the MPC. And just what you were saying, Ken, that's pretty much how I learned how to do it. Like kick on one track and boom, ba boom. <laughs> yeah, boom, boom. boom. yeah, <laughs> right. Yep. Then go to the next track. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that was like, you know, the thing was, so some of my friends would do it that way. But one thing that I learned was, you know, when people had them broken out into separate tracks in different ways, was when you would bounce to audio, some of my friends would do different things with that audio. So, like, um, me, I was pretty like a pretty regimented kind of guy as far as how i was making beats at the time before i started branching out and meeting other people and so my mutes would be very like in the grid right mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. some of my friends they would they would so i would do the song mode where you make a sequence and then you copy that sequence make some changes and then yeah. copy that sequence make some changes to that go so forth and so on and then make it into a song and then you export into song into song mode and it, it chains it all together right. i had some friends that were making you know literally like 164 bar long patterns like all on one <laughs> thing just straight out the gate like yo and some of those beats were some of the best beats i've ever heard like so i don't yeah. sleep on 
But the fact is, is like the way that they would do their mutes was like way more organic and, and like just crazy. Uh, so it, it kind of taught me that when when it came time to mixing down and, and separating tracks and whatnot, that sometimes I would bounce out the audio and I would mute the audio separately in the doll in different ways mm -hmm. to get that same kind of feel that like I was stealing some of the vibe of some of my friends beats because yeah. I loved how they would do certain uh, mutes. And yeah. you would hear like later on, I started hearing that same kind of mute style come out. If you listen to like the early MF Doom stuff. Um, mm -hmm. The way he would like on like rhymes like dimes and stuff like that, like the way it, they would mute out uh, certain certain tracks, you could hear it cut off like midway into the into the hit yeah, that, because that, it was it was magical organic. Like, you know, Dilla what I mean? used to do that, and that's what like I used to listen to Dilla and um, Madlib do that kind of stuff, and I used to just be like, it's such a simple thing. You think like they're just muting something, but the way they did it and the time and in which they did it was just yeah. stupid. <laughs> and like it, and it creates like a disruption you, you know what i'm saying it's such mm -hmm. a disruptive sort of way but and then to drop back in and the rhythm is still right where it was is is Ill, yeah. straight up Ill. yeah so the, look the, hold the, on the i want to put the camera on flux right quick i'm gonna i'm gonna lock it on flux so we was talking about <laughs> uh portability so y'all see this right and his body oh yeah this this was my portable setup the other day can you see it setup where that red synth is all the way yeah. down to this to this arturia yeah. joint and i'll show you how it, it looked sitting on his I'll, seat <laughs> i'll show you how it looked when it was when it was portable so basically like these little arms come out uh i can get it there we go and then yeah like you fold it down i got i got cables stacked on top of cables so i got to be careful but yeah it would kind of yeah, so that was my portable set. His passenger seat. <laughs> that's yeah. uh shout out to Arteria for that too. Uh, that's the um this is the the rack brute, um, which should be in stores pretty soon. And this is the mini brute 2S, and this is the Behringer Neutron, which should be in stores uh I think in like two months, something like that. Um and I'm gonna be I'll be doing more videos on this stuff. I've been as you can see, I'm I'm in prison right now. So um in my cell block, I've been I've been uh, allowed to do a you few got the illest cell block. The isn't <laughs> cell illest cell that there is out there. Well, you know. <laughs> I get special treatment in here. It's like the wire. I'm like Diviasi or whatever his name was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So yeah, I don't know that the live has me kind of um, there. There was a lot about about the newer models of NPCs that I wasn't really feeling, but I feel like with 2.0, they've gone a long ways to fixing a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of things that I feel like could be more modernized, um, okay. like they could learn from other software. But it's got me to the point now where I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to head back over to MPC and get a, I'm, I'm going to get a live just for portability sake, because I love the idea of being able to edit stuff up while I'm on the go, you know, yeah. edit stuff you up know, by hand, because yes, I, I can do that on my iPad, but it's not the same. Plus I hate the way iOS handles files. Like I want to so, have stuff on an SD card or something where I can just chop it up, throw it into a folder and take a physical SD card, throw it in my computer and be good to go. Yeah. Dropbox is cool, but it, it, I don't know. I figured as long as I got Dropbox, I'm good. But but I'm gonna tell you something to your point, and to what I know, Joe has made the point too. Um, the extra steps on the NPC versus what you do on the machine. Now, y'all all know I am not a machine dude. I don't know it. 
like that. Yeah. I've used it, and I'm like, oh, I could rock this. And then, but I'm just always drawn back to the NPC. Um, but when I went to Rod's crib, and I I was showing him the NPC, like from from a, a from my perspective, being the guy that's coming there to teach, <laughs> right? Yeah. And from his perspective, being the guy that's there to learn, and he comes from the machine background. Like when we was trying to get things together and compare, the language was easy, right? Okay, you know what they call a program versus whatever it is, right? Groups. Um, but then when he was like, okay, I want to turn on quantization or turn off quantization, and I go and do it, and then and he's like, well, wait, why you got to hit okay? And I'm like, well, because that. That's how you got to tell it that that's the setting you want. <laughs> right. That's the thing about the NPC is like a lot of what you do on an NPC is like an extra step to an extra two steps compared to what you would do on machine. But that's like, it's like old school this, computer this is that thing where, where like he was talking about like being an Apple fanboy or whatever. And I'm not like, uh, like I've been using machine extensively for years, years since it came out, but I'm not mm -hmm. a fanboy any gear like to me i'm like if it works it works you know take what works and then get rid of what doesn't and the yep. problem with the npc is it's got a lot of things where you have to do extra menu diving or you everything is kind of compartmentalized in this way that like it's all separate and you have to do it inside of here inside of there you got to get mm -hmm. to the right area to do everything whereas on machine it's a little bit quicker and more fluid but the drawback to machine is the song structure and whatnot isn't nearly as fleshed out as it is on an NPC on an NPC. It's like you can create the complete song be and really be pretty much done with it. Like you can export what you've done on an NPC and, and you're good, you know? And how about Whereas, now, now, even now, Ken, when you do the song mode and you got your complete song set up in song mode, you can play it all the way through. You can export that, which you could even on the yeah. 5,002, you could export that to a sequence and then, open up your audio tracks so that's what's dope on the mp yeah line. yeah MPCS. and that's that's kind of the thing though, is tracks across the whole song where you can have that as a whole nother you layer. can do similar things on machine but where it really changes up is when you talk about doing more it's the deeper editing stuff so on an mpc for instance you can have different sequences be different tempos right mm -hmm. you can't do that on machine you have to automate that in your doll and the problem with saying okay well you know i got to open up a doll to do this and then i got to automate it in here the problem with machine is not everything on the master level is properly automatable in a doll and the mm -hmm. transport control like you have to set it up a special way and it's just it just feels clunky in in that way so it's like to me personally for what i use machine for like when i use machine quote with a doll like I, mine personally i like using studio one i don't even open it up inside of studio one i open machine here studio one here and then i drag and drop into it and then i can arrange like that and it works great but it's not it's not the same as just like, okay, if I could do all my tempo mapping, if I could do everything on machine straight away, I'd be happy. Like that that's that's been my number one feature request aside from real time time stretching for like the longest time is let me be able to set per sequence tempos, you know? But you know, yeah. But, <laughs> no, I, I, said, I, said the, I said the same thing, and then and then I was promptly he informed start that when he get in the car, I was promptly informed that uh, we currently don't have those tempo changes on NPC. Wait, what you mean? Are you saying the 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 NPC two you can't change tempo per? Uh, that's, what, that's what they told me when I said it the other day. 
Can you do that, Corey? Who said that? I don't know. I was I was talking about I was talking about the I was talking about the warping with the audio and I was like man if you go and warp your audio and the fact that you can do tempo changes you know you can have your audio automatically sync to the tempo and they's like we don't have tempo changes yet they what haven't put, they haven't put it back in there I mean I did it on Instagram really? what are you talking about so I had a I had a a Buster Rhymes uh acapella warped and yeah. then um, I was playing the beat, and I was changing the tempo of the beat and the no. You can do you can change that. Can you have one sequence be ninety BPM and another one be one twenty, and then put it in song mode and flip between them, or whatever? However, like, can you do that still or no? Because I they told me no. I didn't try. So it. you know what? I gotta say, I'm gonna test it. I can't say for sure that you can because I'm gonna tell you my MPC is locked in at 94 BPM because everything yeah, I make is yeah. That's what I'm saying. BPM. Like I don't, so I don't, really I wouldn't do. know right off. Right, but I'm gonna right. test it to see. Yeah, yeah. Like normally back in the day, the only time I would do it is uh, I would do like an intro that may be slower or fa or faster or whatever, and so then I would go. Yes, it. you can. Man, Masada, I know you was one that Casa told me you couldn't. <laughs> when I was when I was talking about it, <laughs> so I'm gonna test somebody, it. Somebody, so, tell, somebody to get me right, man. Because I was, I'm gonna let you know this coming week. I'm like, that was one of the big things about the NPC sequencer is being able to have those different tempos. And they's like, no, you can't do it. I'm like, what? And I never tested it because I was like, I didn't. I wasn't in a situation where I needed it. But a lot of people was on the chat telling me that you couldn't do that. Hmm. So. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know. That's that's crazy if they removed uh, being able to change tempo per sequence because now. I can do it. I can do it on my two thousand oh, right now. He said you can't make multiple tempo changes. So what's the difference? So can you, Masada? I'm about to send you the link. Jump on here, man. Why is yeah? yeah why is Masada not in here? Is the problem? <laughs> yeah, he said, you can, he said you can. He said you can't make multiple tempo changes, but. I don't know. Yo, that's so that's what I wanted to touch on. Flux. That so was a staple of, of machine machine sequencing for me because I used to always take my uh like I would do stuff like on the bridge, I would drop my tempo by like right. like five or six BPM just to kind of slow things down for a minute, and then I'd hype it back up. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to touch on the uh the menu diving man because you know that was a huge thing for me that I always said about the NPC. But I gotta say, man, after using it, like I don't know, I haven't been using it long enough from the beginning to now to know how much has changed but i will say from the times that i've used it like with the studio and the touch and now like it's a lot different i can move in and out of things a lot smoother now with the sampling and going in to edit my audio and going back to sequence and a lot of that stuff is a lot smoother now and i don't know if that's because they changed it or it's just because i'm used to it but it, it doesn't feel like there's as much having to stop and do this and do that even with the Slight scene and the sign much, much more improved. Okay, okay, yeah, because yeah. I noticed I was like, okay, I'm not having to do as much um stopping and creating things, and you know, before I can get to work as I used to have to do. Like, I can pull up a, a program and I could be working on you know programs, and if I want to edit those samples, I can just go into program edit and I can see my samples, and I can just go from pad to pad and edit my samples. I can even I can even do. Um, the whole copy a pad, duplicate it, you know, all that different stuff, and just mm -hmm. chop that way really fast now. Which I know you couldn't be able, you weren't able to do that all the time. I think that was something they added. They called it uh, pad copy or something like that. Um, yeah, pad copy, and so you can pad. do yeah, so you can do that as well. So it's like um, they're getting a lot of that workflow down, but there's still, like I said, I got a whole Evernote 
a notebook full of stuff that I need. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That I just stuff as I'm working I, and it comes across my mind. I'm like, oh, we need to be able to do this, or this doesn't work, or this will be cool. We can do it. Like I got a whole bunch of stuff, man. Somebody asked me what my top three. I'm like, man, I don't know. I can't even. I don't even know if I could put my top three at this point. You know what I'm saying? I know what I want. I like. Want- I want a arpeggiator in there. I want a synth that you could use in standalone, and um, I I want some some mod matrix stuff for the CV. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. See, a lot of my yeah. stuff comes down to like maybe some some of the audio stuff or uh, um, just little little workflow things. Like if I if I set my input to be three and four, and I start a new audio track, I want it to stay at three and four until I change to something else. You know, little stuff things like that for me go a long ways, but mm-hmm. I'd have to go through my list and see if I had to pick a top three, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's something I'll, I'll do and, and do a video on or something. But I'll yeah. say as far as like um, the, yeah, the requesting things and things changing yeah. around, I mean, machine, as much as I gripe about machine, because it's been so many years that, you know, this stuff has been going on in the past few months, they have been grinding out some pretty good updates. They got some things coming that, um, that are definitely like long-term requests and whatnot. So that's cool. I just kind of, it's just, I'm a little bit jaded. I'm a little bit jaded at this point. Um, just because it's been so long that it's like, I feel like the community has been ignored a little too much. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, you know, hopefully it continues to improve, but, uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens in a long term. Is that Masada in here? Yeah. Yeah. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? in the cut looking like he about to drop a uh, a confession or something. <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? Somebody off to the side holding up a hey, sign like this. Locked him in the beat thing. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know. Yeah, my kid's yeah. playing video games. I'm trying to uh, be respectful yeah. to the podcast and not have all that broadcasting. Oh, no, I feel you. I feel you. It yeah. just remind me of a scene from uh, Four Brothers. Remember when they finally at the end they went and they was in the cops and they were like, "Tell us what you did! Tell us yeah. what you did!" <laughs> <laughs> so, so break it down, Masada. What is it? Uh, 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 the tempo changes. Okay, so this is what happened. So Joe's broadcasting the other day, um, and he asked the question. Um, what Joe was explaining to you is that legacy NPCs you could have like multiple sequence changes inside of one sequence, like inside of one, like, uh, I see, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, say if you're on sequence one, you can literally have the tempo go from 90 to 85, whatever, all with inside that sequence. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay. now if okay. you went to a different sequence, yeah, you can have one, say you got sequence one, you can have 90 sequence two, you can have, okay. yeah, you could do that. But a Kai remove for whatever reason, the ability to have a multiple amount of, changes which sucks because mpcs had it in a pen gotcha gotcha honestly i never used it that way when i was an npc guy i always used it per sequence so like my intro would be one sequence and then you know my chorus would be a different sequence so anytime i wanted to change the tempo i would do it in a different sequence and i thought that's what got taken away but if that didn't get taken away i'm good yeah that's my main so that that is like i want to be able to that was good because I was like, but but for me, I know that I'm pretty much locked in and like I got my yeah. my set when it turned it on, it's like 94 BPM and that right. everything be 94 BPM. Yeah, yeah, so I don't do it a lot. Outside but... of 94 BPM, yeah. I could change it, but that ain't yeah. how it was made. Can, can right. I, <laughs> can I ask y'all a question though? Yeah. In y'all opinion, like, would y'all say that that's core functionality of an MPC? 
like because most things work in a one-to-one -one way now like all right you have this one 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 tempo and that's it you got to stay to that like most dolls are like that unless you put in tempo changes or whatever would you say that that's just core functionality of mpc that's I core functionality i think it's core functionality of mpc because the mpc is known as such a top end sequencer like yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, like it's, 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 it may not be core functionality for everybody else but it's mm -hmm. core functionality for an NPC. You know uh, to me, it was always part of of any sequencer that was meant to be like the hub of your production. Because you remember back in the day, it was it was MIDI production center before it got changed to music production center, and it was right. all about like this was not just a sampler, but it was the sequencer for your entire lab. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. For it's me, it's the like, centerpiece. That, and, and you that's like that yeah, that's one of the main things that took it a step above like a lot of other gear that I was using back then. And yeah, like yeah. to me, it's Without I mean, that, it's, it drives me nuts that Machine doesn't do that. It drives yeah, but, me for, but for me, I say, I say the same thing that I say about Machine, and it's it's time stretching, real time time stretching, and Ableton and everything else. Like, I champion these things for the end user, but it's not necessarily something I use. I'm not changing tempos to where real time time stretching is actually a, an issue for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I start something at, like Corey said, if I started at 94, I I'm not going to change it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where it's going to mm -hmm. be. And I play all my audio, but it's cool that if I decide I want to speed it up later, I all my stuff is warped in the NPC where I can just change it and I'm still good. But it's not mm -hmm. something that really hinders my workflow. But I always like to champion things because I know other people have these different ways of working where they need these types of things. And so that's why I champion a lot of stuff that I may not necessarily use myself, but I know other people use it. And so I try to give a voice to those types of things as well. Um, yeah. Well, that's just, yeah. Cause it, you, 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 the, the people's champ, that's, that's kind of why we do what we do. If we got somebody's right. ear on the inside that can help change these features or update these features when we yeah. know uh, the people that follow us and, and that we have community with, if that's the stuff they need, yeah, we're gonna take it right to the source. So that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> May not well, I, I also exactly remember back in the day. Mean. Back in the day, it was a lot of like uh and I keep saying back in the day, I feel so old when I say that. Uh man, we old <laughs> man. <laughs> it, it used to be like, you know, it used to be that so when hardware samplers, I'm talking like the Z series sampler and the S series samplers, like mm -hmm. the rack mount samplers, when that stuff was going away, and then uh, you know everybody was starting to shift over to, to computers for sequencing. It was okay. Make these computers work as good as this hardware and then go from there. And then it, it seems to be now the opposite where we're struggling to get hardware to do what we feel like should be, right. should be there already. You right. know what I mean? And it, it drives me nuts that they still have software, like these software slash hardware drum machines and samplers coming out these days that don't have functionality that the same type of unit, the same, comp you know, if it came out today an ASRX pro, mm -hmm. right. Would be right. Would be right. Competition with like an MPC live. Right. And mm -hmm. there's certain things that ASRX pro could do that like machine still can't do. And that MPC still can't do. And I'm like, mm -hmm. why is that? Like, like did yeah, why aren't they all putting this when i see when i see development teams or or engineers that that are making these products and they're not even aware of half the functionality that some of these older systems did like it it makes me livid like i get so angry because i'm like dude did you not do your research like mm -hmm. and i'll get downright rude about it and 
And sometimes they'll be like, you know, oh, you know, you might want to calm down on that. I'm like, no, I'm so, not a so yes you know man. That reminds this me is of, ridiculous. It reminds me of, uh, Joe, you told me the name of it because some other product has it. Is it MIDI Follow or something like that? Remember I was breaking down to you what? MIDI I, Chase. Really, MIDI Chase. There's a few. MIDI Chase. So yeah. Ableton Live has it. I think Cubase, maybe Logic. Um, and basically it was it's the idea of, you know, say you trigger a sample via MIDI. Mm-hmm. Most yeah, of the time, if you started, one, bar one. Boom. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you, mm-hmm. and because I know you work like this a lot, you know, yeah. where you triggering your samples, and so if you triggered it on on step one, mm-hmm. and then you happen to stop and you start in the middle of your sequence, you gotta right. wait for it to come back around. Well, right. if you have MIDI chase or whatever they call it, MIDI follows. Everybody calls it something different, but if you start in the middle, it'll still actually play that MIDI note right from, from where it's at, which is dope. It's almost like audio it's almost like making the midi behave That's it. like and it audio. should react that way because yeah. specifically the way i do it, it's like what you're just saying if i have a track i, I work a lot with loops because i work a lot with hardware stuff so then once i sequence with my, with midi i'll sample every bit of audio that i sequenced on midi so yeah. then what i like to do is on the npc it's a classic thing you like to play your mutes drop stuff in drop stuff out but if i have all of my tracks are now uh audio loops that 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 are triggered on the first step of the first bar and right. i'm i drop it say in the middle of the the four bar sequence then i want to bring it back a step later or two steps later i release the mutes it don't start again until the regular trigger right yeah yeah, yeah. that's the thing that was changed and i think with them building the mpc from the ground up the new mpc software from the ground up with 2.0 like what I used to do, probably 1.7, 1.5 or something like that. I could play my mutes and it would mm-hmm. still play. But now that we have audio tracks, I think what the situation is like all the regular tracks had to become MIDI tracks and perform a certain way. Well, audio tracks perform a different way. But what I realized is that I can play my mutes on the audio tracks. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's it's just yeah, it I had to figure out a different way to go about it. Right. Um, but it would be nice if they had that MIDI mm-hmm. chase so that you don't have to wait until it's triggered again before it comes back. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, uh, about. Yeah. Yeah. Through the day. Oh, he got that robot voice. <laughs> That's that new upgrade. Y'all don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You drop it out, Masada. Yeah. We can't even. Yeah. He... God damn it. Yeah, I know. He came. I think he came back in when he didn't want to. God God damn it! (laughs) Word up. You there, bro? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm looking at. uh, It's crazy because, like I said, I like the tactile feeling of a piece of hardware when I'm working. But man, I've been using Beatmaker Three, and that thing is dope. Like, oh, it's super dope. It's super dope. Uh, it's, it's dope. Bananas, I just man. personally need, I need that. It's both, it's both, it's both in my mind and, and it's also reality. Like it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, but I think dope. it, I think it has to do with uh, what we came up on, man. It's just, there's so much muscle memory for us mm-hmm. in the tactile thing that, you know, um, that's where we kind of default to, and that's where we just we can go and not think. We can just go because, and no matter what it is, it could be a brand new piece of, you know, hardware. But it's like we can just automatically dig in and just start moving around it, um, 
and that it's just preference i think at the end of the day man and it's like that's that's what i said like when i tried that live i was like okay i'd rather feel, you feel like you're back at home a yeah bit. I, I like I, I would rather carry this with me in a mobile situation than than hitting the screen of a of a ipad even though beatmaker did something dope where they made the pads velocity sensitive on the screen beatmaker 3. when i seen that i was like yo that's crazy they made it to where the height that you hit the pad determines the the velocity yeah. of it so it's like if you hit it at the bottom it's low hit at the top it's high and i was able to get some dope velocity with that but it's and like, on top it's, of that you can do the uh it's got that little sidebar piece that you can do yeah, and then you can use that for rolls and you can, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot of functionality on that thing that's dope but so one thing that i would just want to bring up it's slight is slightly off topic but it's still to the same point is that i love these pieces of gear all being you know kind of like in one place and what one thing that i really hope happens is i have a serious disdain for beatback today like i hate them with a passion i think they're horrible what? and i think beat battles like beat like battles. live beat oh. battles if you go out to a beat battle i just think they're garbage today like because i came i came up when it was when you beat battled it was a performance like you were actually there was a reason why the crowd was paying money to see you. And that was, wasn't because you were playing an MP3 file and dancing around. Like I'm not Jennifer Lopez and I'm not getting up there and dancing and shaking. I'm not P Diddy either. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not doing that. And to me, that's, I don't even feel comfortable with that. I hate, I, I, I really can't stand it. But now that the MPC live is here, you got cats making beats on, on iPad. You can use machine. Like I've used machine and beat battles. Like, you know, you can actually perform live again and do stuff live in beat battles again. I really hope that that kind of thing comes back to where people are bringing gear back out to beat battles because it, it, it was to a point where beat battles almost got to the point of DJ it battles. MP3. You know, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was, wasn't even, it was almost like, I mean, it was just kind of like listening sessions with a guy dancing. A lot of times it became. Yeah, but what I'm saying is there was a point. There was a point back in like the mid 2000s, early 2000s and mid 2000s. It, it got to a point where it was almost like DJ battle, like high level DJ battles where you had dudes finger drumming, chopping yeah. beats on the fly. Like there yeah, was there was yeah. evolving going on. And then the FL studio scene got so big that it couldn't be ignored and i'm not mad at that it's just that so many producers moved to using a doll and got used to clicking a mouse to make beats as opposed to you know playing on an instrument or or drum pads or whatever that they couldn't they couldn't perform their beats live you know what i mean and yet they still wanted to have that same light as the people who could perform their beats live and th the promoters kind of caved on it and they they were like okay just bring a cd okay just bring an mp3 and yeah just dance up there like a moron like it's cool you know and it's not cool man it's not hip-hop i'm sorry it's not hip-hop like no like so i'm hoping that by a hardware resurgence and a hands-on resurgence you know even if it's ipad i mean Anything is better than just playing an MP3 and dancing. Like, don't Actually, do it. To tell you the truth, you look I would like to see MP3 beat battles. I mean, uh, uh, iPad beat battles, not MP3. That's kind of what it's been. But yeah. I would like to see iPad beat battles to see just how... Because there's a lot of people that's doing dope stuff on iPad only. That's kind of surprised, kind of shocking because the power that these apps have nowadays is just next level. I've even incorporated some into my my uh, sound design because, you know, it's just yet another sound source. 
Yep. And you got more effects and stuff and all kinds of stuff like that. So it's dope, man. And listen, man, like, I, and I'm not knocking producers who who make their beats in a lab and, and want them to be heard. Like, I don't want it to sound like I'm just knocking them. It's just that don't pretend like that's a performance because it's not. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yes, your beats can be more fleshed out and you can do so much more with a beat that's been done in the studio and can only be played back via studio equipment or MP3. That's fine. But mm -hmm. don't make me pay X amount of dollars to go to a show to just see you hit play. Like, that's garbage. And that's not yeah, what hip-hop well, I mean, should be but about. You can't, you can't, I mean, I'm not a beat battle dude, but you can't just put that on the cats that's showing up. You got to, them are the cats that are putting it on, too. Like, that's what yeah, this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's what I'm saying. It was the promoters that caved. Yeah, like, it's, this is what they're, they're saying. This is, this, is the, this is how we do it. This is what we need from you. And this is how it's going to go. Like, it, it's just, it's, it's a totally different, it wasn't Culture completely the now. promoter's fault at that time. It was because yeah. there was a major shift. It was a new technology. But now that people mm -hmm. have recognized that, okay, this is good for that. We have other tools for this. Like, dude, just separate the two. Like, yes, yeah, studio beats are studio beats. But it's the same as, like, I'm also, like, an a, a old fuddy-duddy in the terms that, like, to me, like, I remember when freestyling was freestyling off the top of the head. Up and then yeah. it became... And it used to be you you would get spit on and beat up if you spit a written in in, in a battle back in the day. And now yeah. if you don't do that, but you get spit on and beat that's up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what like, I mean? like, like that's what I'm saying. It's it's a change in culture because now that's what everybody does. Freestyle mm -hmm. just means I got these pre-written things that I'm doing with usually with no music. You, you know, know what? A lot of times I'm, I'm stopping to make sure I emphasize the punchline. Like mm -hmm. it's a totally different thing. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think overall for a lot of people nowadays means you're spitting the rhyme, even if it is written, which most times it is, it's not necessarily sticking to any one particular. Yeah. Topic. Yeah. 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 It's or it's, it's not, it's not a song. Yeah. It's not it's a song. Right? In that way it's to cool. where the, like mm -hmm. they change the definition in yeah. a way that kind of like works, but it really, let's be, let's be real. It, it just no, helped out people that couldn't uh, stop. Freestyle like, is supposed <laughs> to be making it up off the top of your head. Period. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, I hear, I hear you, but it's like, Hey man, look, yeah, times change, and, and I get that, that's, that's but I still miss that. See, I still look at it like, dude, like the hip-hop side of it of just jazz, like imp improvisational jazz is to me what freestyling always was. It was that that improvisational style. Mm -hmm. And when when that got lost, it, it is, is heartbreaking, you know? Like, so when I saw that, like, I would always be bitter about that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, you still well, have people, that, like, still have you people that, that freestyle, though. But I mean, I'm just saying that the, the, yeah, 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 no the commercial side and the, the more publicized beat beat battles and, and freestyle battles and stuff have a certain performance aesthetic to it that mm -hmm. the people that are coming into that conform to that because that's what's expected you know what i'm saying so it's like i feel like when we was freestyling more and for those that don't know like i come from the background of being an mc most of my life um it's not until recent years that i've gotten so into music production that i don't spit rhymes much at all anymore but the 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 whole thing about freestyling like as an mc that's one of the things it was like exercising it, it was it's kind of one of the things like an athlete exercises yeah. to keep him yeah. sharp on the field you know what i'm saying like if you freestyle it's kind of like keeping you sharp as an mc it, it kept you on your toes it kept you you right where you needed to be so that also too when you in a crunch you you know what i'm saying you can always get out of that crunch because you can freestyle and you you got that muscle memory is right 
But yeah, man, yeah. I'll tell you what, like you, you kind of look now at things that are deemed acceptable in, in hip hop now are just, you know, and, and I and I shudder to call it hip hop because it's not necessarily hip hop. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like when I see certain certain acts on like Sway and Tech or excuse me. <laughs> That's how old I hey, am. That's, that's right. Sway and yeah. That didn't even feel odd to me when you just, I was like, mm-hmm. But no, Sway in the morning. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm also on the East Coast. And like, yeah, it's, it's I just remember staying up and I would have to tape the shows and all. But no, nah, yeah. like when you see certain cats get on, on Sway show and, and freestyle now, and it's like, they would have gotten beat up in the lunchroom for that. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's something else. But yo, there was a good point here by Catacomb. Physically. <laughs> Yo, there's a good point in here by Catacomb talking about the SP404 um, still out there in, in live battles. And yeah, there's a huge scene in like the lo-fi hip-hop community for using the, uh, the SP404. And man, yeah, that's it's dope. Like a lot. The, the first cat I can remember really like going in on a 404 and not just for making beats like, like Doom and whatnot, but for like actually performing with it was uh, this cat from Anacon uh, named Jell. And he used to just go nuts on that thing. You know, the and first person I saw that was impressive with it is Eloquent. Yeah, yeah, Eloquent was dope too. Yeah, yeah, I, I Gel, Eloquent, and uh, what was that other cat's name? There was a um, East Coast cat. Oh, I can't remember his name. But yeah, like that thing. That thing is one of those little hand. It, it's a it's a sampler that is for live performance. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that thing. It, it, it works best in that way. So, um, you know, that it, the, the fact that more of these pieces of hardware where people can take them out and it's, you know, you can have a beat with it and, and really get into it. Yeah. People need to, people need to embrace that and, and just start showing up to those MP3 beat battles and, and do stuff live and kind of make people cry because they can't do what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, you know, the, the sad thing is, is a lot of the promoters now won't let you bring your gear because they haven't yeah. budgeted for a proper mixing setup. You know, they mm -hmm. haven't budgeted for you it to have the input the show for them. To, it complicates the show for them and they're yep. scared. You know what I mean? And I'm like, man, no, I don't care how scared you are. You oh. either do it right or you don't do it at all. So, yo, all right. So it feels like we did two shows just because we, <laughs> we was two man show for an hour, then four man show for an hour. So, yo, yeah. I hate to be abrupt, but we're going to go ahead and close this one down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's been a good conversation, everybody. For sure, for um, sure. And, and as we always do, go ahead and close. I'm, I'm going to go around and uh, let everybody tell what, what they got coming up, and then we'll we'll reconvene again uh, uh, soon. Joe, uh, anything you want to close out with, bro? Hey, man, just come through the site, come through the channel, Sands of Gear everywhere, Twitter, facebook instagram i got some stuff coming just if you follow me on instagram i post a lot of little things here and there so you can kind of really keep up there and then obviously on youtube check the channel and stuff like that so yeah just follow me it sounds good man i got some stuff for y'all word and uh ken what's up man yo so over at fluxwithit.com and youtube.com uh forward slash flux with it um and on instagram flux 302 um i got a show coming up i think I think it's Tuesday. I'm doing uh, a Synth Summit show uh, with uh, one of the modules in this rack here, uh, the the designer behind it. So I'm going to be digging into his brain and asking him all kinds of questions. So if you're into modular at all, you know, you can check that out. Uh, if you're into just making beats, I got some sound packs coming out. Um, Flux with it is on 
nativeinstrumentssounds.com. Uh, and also uh, I've got a new pack coming out that is a combination of a bunch of other packs uh, that'll be up on uh, shop.fluxwithit.com uh, in about a week. So that, that pack is going to be real dope. So lots of roads and drums and tons of crazy stuff. So you can check that out. Word. And uh, Masada, what's up, brother? You got anything you want to let the people know about before we be out? Yeah, I just want to let everybody know to go to psychokit.com. I got new progressions coming, new psycho kits coming, some really incredible things. I'm recording things on analog tape now, doing, you know, a lot of live instrumentation and whatever else like that. So that'd be some things for y'all to look out for. But I don't want to leave this show without thanking my other uh, hosts on the show. Thank y'all for having me on the show. I respect, love. Love all of y'all, man. Love y'all work. Y'all y'all some of the greatest talents I've I've, I've seen on the net. Really appreciate y'all, man. San Joe, you back at you, man. Hey, salute, brother. Salute. Yes, indeed, man. It's great to have Saint Joe back. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> we don't get we don't get Joe on live shows nearly enough. I tell him that all the time. Yeah. No, no, don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know he, uh, he talking about, he talking about that. Oh, he's talking about back on that beast. But 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 as it relates though the him being back on the mpc is also how he came back to the show because i'm like joe we got to jump on the show and talk about this bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hey man that joint yeah, dope man we gotta get flux yeah. now yeah yep. yeah, no yeah i'm i'm heavily i'm right on the fence man it may happen uh sooner rather than later i think i'm probably gonna go with a live as opposed to an x um even though everybody looks at the modular setup and they're like yo you got to get an x i'm like i i think i want the portability man i really yeah. do Honestly, yeah. I think I want a, a, a live as well, man, just because of that portability and being able to, to run around with it. So eventually I'm going to have to uh, see if I can't get Dan. Man. I'm going to get Dan from Akai on the show sometime soon, man. I, I got to make that happen. We got to give yeah. him a web redemption. Yeah. Word up. Word up. So, yo, I'm going to go ahead and close it out. I got um, I want to thank you all for being on the show, man. Masada's always good having you. Uh, Ken and Joe, y'all know what it's about, man. I'm glad y'all on the show. I got. Uh, people all in the chat. I'm glad to to see everybody. So we'll probably get together in the next week or two, do it again. Um, but I got a couple things that I got to finish up. So I got uh, the long overdue analog boom bap two, and uh, 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 yet to be announced, even or even talked about analog boom bap three. Both of those on deck. I just got to make uh, NPC programs for them, and then they'll be up. Uh, oh, that's dope, Flux. You got a Flux flask. Of course you have a flux flask, right? <laughs> well, you know who did that? Who? Rod. Rod did that for me. That oh. was a that was a gift from Prime Designs. I'm gonna have to get one of those with with got with the flux capacitor on one side and a flux with it logo on the other. <laughs> <laughs> dope, dope. All right, man. So yeah, check check uh beatpeople.com and bboytechreport.com and stay tuned to my channel. Subscribe to this YouTube channel because uh you know there'll be more podcasts coming and I'm gonna be doing more videos on on both uh uh the analog rhythm mk2 and the mpc x. So uh stay tuned and we're gonna rock out. All right, beat people podcast. We out.